0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Critics Corner podcast. I'm William Locke, and joining me, as he does for every baseball-related podcast, is Luis Barranco. Luis, welcome back. How's life treating you down in uh, down in Miami, Florida, bro? It is hot as balls, man. Like I'm not even
1: a joke. Um, I did group fitness this week. I'm a a group fitness guy. Like I'm enjoying the group fitness. I'm I'm meeting people. (laughs) it is what it is man I, I mean you're getting once you get to a certain age you stop caring about stuff and i'm like you know what if i'm gonna look like a full group fitness might as well but it's hot i mean it was like 97 degrees at like 10, 10 o'clock in the morning and i'm out there doing uh ladder push-ups and we're all like everybody else was complaining that it was like the, the floor was like a stove. And I'm like, well, if the floor is, is like a stove, you should, you should just move your hands faster, you know? Mm, mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's brutal. Than- it's it's going to be 96 here this week in Chicago. So that, that's hot for us. But, uh, you know, that's another day in Miami, I guess you could say. No group fitness for it's me stupid. lately. Didn't go this it's weekend. Stupid.
1: I'm telling you right now, I literally walk from my apartment to my car and I sweat. Like, I literally walk to the office. Like, literally, I like walk like, Two minutes into my office, and my, I feel like Patrick Ewing in the fourth quarter. Sometimes, <laughs> literally, literally one day, I literally was in my office, and it was like nine thirty in the morning. I had to go to the bathroom, take my scrub off, my scrub shirt off, and get a towel and literally get the sweat off my back because I was sweating like Dwight,
0: like Patrick Ewing in the fourth quarter. Dwight Howard too. He sweat. He uh, would sweat a lot too.
1: I and had broke. I had a patient today that literally, we ha- he was there for like ten minutes, and we had him lying down on the bed, and in ten minutes the bed was drenched. It was like a towel. Wait, do you guys have air conditioning? Yes, I turn it on every morning at sixty five degrees. It doesn't matter here.
0: So how do it they s- they sweat from the outside or they sweat they start sweating inside? I don't understand how patients could be sweating.
1: They were sweating inside.
0: How? If if there's air conditioning, that doesn't make any sense.
1: It doesn't make any sense, but the paper was wet. Pause.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, it's hot. We grew up with that in Memphis, so we're used to it. It's nothing new.
1: But it's different. That's the problem is it's different. There's like different types of heat. There's the dirty South heat, which is more humid. And then there's like the ocean
0: heat. Like, ocean heat. I think it's just the humidity. Humidity is bad in Florida too, but at no, least but but there, in Memphis we had the Mississippi River. There were no beaches. Like you guys can go and chill on the beach if you want. And we, I mean, hey, we have beaches in Chicago too. So I'm, I'm just saying, it's just like you know that the dirty south heat is different than the
1: ocean heat. Which
0: would, would you rather be very uncomfortably hot or very uncomfortably cold?
1: I've actually thought about that
0: because if I'm working out.
1: I'd rather be uncomfortably hot because I can like, I can tolerate that uncomfortably cold. I can't tolerate working out because then I like, I get shortness of breath. Like I can't breathe breathe well. Like like my, my, my lungs start kicking in and it's not, and it's not that it's cold. It's just that I just can't breathe.
0: And it's also easier to, you know, it's tougher for your muscles to warm up and get firing. So you can pull something easier when it's cold.
1: I mean, I'd rather it be like ungodly hot than ungodly, like ungodly cold, like, if I'm working out now, if now, it's, I really don't care because at the, at the end of the day, you're just going to have to deal with it.
0: Well, when, when's the last time? Yeah, that is true. But people love to talk about the weather as we do. And we love to complain about the weather because it's just easy, basic conversation with, you know, people. So, I mean, you haven't been in the uncomfortably cold weather in what? almost four years now since we graduated college so you're probably not used to it Not you're much used to much more used to the heat at this point
1: i haven't been in two years
0: so we graduated in in 2020 oh right right you graduated in 2021 i forgot i I forgot (laughs) forgot. sorry i'm a
1: red shirt i'm a red shirt don't forget i did a red shirt you know i got the covid red shirt you know i got my passport stamp got the covid red shirt you know it is what it is my (laughs) guy
0: I did forget about that. Well, you want to I mean, you can lay the outline for this podcast cuz you helped create the the doc this week, so.
1: Yeah, no. So, so uh, you know, at work, you know, work can sometimes get a little bit boring. I mean, that's that's everybody's workplace, but you know, I actually one of my patients came in yesterday and um we were talking about some trade rumors. He was a big uh big baseball guy and we were talking about some trade rumors and um his uh the per- the patient's uh, partner who, who we came with, I'm not going to disclose more because I'm not legally allowed to, uh, was also a baseball fan. And um, let's get to, let's talk about some trade rumors. Um, you know, the biggest one that we talked about was Shohei Ohtani. What's going to happen with Ohtani? So for today's pod, what we're going to do about, we're not going to hammer away at the big things like Ohtani. We're going to talk about what's going on because the stove's hot. You know, teams are putting up the gas into the, into the fire pit. And the stove is well and burning. Yeah, there's it is it is literally like Miami on a Saturday afternoon at 100 <laughs> degrees. That's how hot the stove is right now. And we will be talking about every single team probably in this pod, and talking about every single rumor that has come up since last podcast. Because there's a lot. There's a lot of bullshit coming out. Excuse my language. There's a lot of bullshit, and there's a lot of things that just um, said it again. Anyways, you know it is what it is.
0: What. You said it's a lot of BS and then he said, sorry for my language. And then he said, it's a lot of BS. So
1: what's the point? But but it's true. It's just I know, I know, I know. It's a load of baloney. It's just like, there's some rumors that, you know, that we can sit down and actually like that, you know, you guys, have you ever been, had your commute to work after work or post work, mainly after work, you don't want to think about anything. You just want to be thinking about the most mindless crap in your mind. And sometimes you just have like that meme that you're like, oh, you know, that's actually a good idea. That's like the whole Paul Skeens things. Like I was going to work the other day and I was like, you know what? Paul Skeens going number one would actually be pretty smart. And I'm not trying to take credit. I'm just saying like I see the logic. There's just some things that I just, you know, that it's just like they're just trying to, you know, they're there for a reason. You always read the source and you always try to interpret what is being done. And yeah, and that's what we're going to gonna do.
0: Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. That that's what you always try to interpret, you know, what whoever is giving the reporter that information, what they're trying to get out of that. You know, what agent is feeding Rosenthal these rumors. And so yeah, we're going to go over a lot of the the recent rumors that have, you know, come out over over the past few days because the trade deadline is exactly a week away on August 1st. So there's you know there's a lot there's a trade today. I mean, Kike Hernandez got moved back to the Dodgers.
1: We're, we're we're going to talk about that. It's just like what's valid and what's not valid.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so- and you know, the market's starting to take shape. We're a week further along into the season, and you know some teams have become solidified sellers. Like for example, the White Sox. Um, I would say the Tigers are solidified sellers at this point. Um, the Cubs are still on the radar. The, the Padres are still, you know, undecided as well. I think the Mets are kind of solidified sellers at this point and, and then everyone below them as well. So we have a little bit more understanding of what the market's going to look like. And there's been, like we said, um, a lot of rumors and, and a couple of trades as well that have that have happened over the past um, few days since our last podcast. So, I mean, Luis, you want to take the floor. What, what's the, the most interesting rumor or um, piece of, you know, piece of news that has come out over the past few days in, in in baseball but we're just
1: gonna we're just gonna go through them i have a two pages full, cool, and some of them will warrant more discussion than others um uh, i'm just gonna kick it off and like the one i thought was very interesting I and mean, you know i grilled you about this one you you were a big proponent about this one and now i'm thinking about it it makes a lot of sense um the pirates will be listening to offers for mitch keller and david bednar David Bednar is under contract till 27, and Mitch Keller is the all-star pitcher uh, this year. Looking at the market this year, starting pitching is pretty weak because you're only really looking at truly who's available. Is Lucas Giolito is the top guy. Uh, I don't know if teams will be going out and giving the package for Blake Snell and the contract. Uh, Giolito is also a rental, but he is much more of an affordable rental. Uh, Giolito is like going to Walmart or Target um, Mr. Um, Snell is like going to Whole Foods right now and that's w- what I see it as and for the pirates who really don't have any you know they really don't have any ambition like they do have ambition but they don't have any like they're smart enough to know that this is a play of the kids here. We've seen them call up all their prospects. They've called up Prestier. They've called up uh, Nick Gonzalez, correct? And then yep. they called up the country, Andy Rodriguez, and Henry Davis. They're literally calling up all their top guys and letting them get MLB experience and prepping them up together to get ready for a run in the future. And when you look at the timeline, does Bednar fit the timeline? And I argue if you are a rebuilding team or a team not in contention for the playoffs why do you need a closer like you really don't need a closer closer should be one of the like the last things on your rebuild list to get it's like one of the like the last things to get yes it's very important but it's not something that you know you don't want to have a 20 million dollar closer on your team and not have pitching or position players. It's but, you know, much less of value.
0: The thing about Bednar is he's got three more years of arbitration, so he's not going to be a $20 million guy. I mean, they're paying him $745,000 this year. I would expect he'll make, I don't know, less than $10 million next season. So you, you got him on the books for a good deal. And, and the same thing with Keller. You know They haven't extended him yet. He's got a, what, two, three more years of control. So I don't really see the point in moving these two guys unless – you can they're you know, unless they're trying to win now, which I don't think they are. Now maybe they think they can, you know, contend next season um if they move these guys with some of the pieces they get in return. But I think Bednar is kind of a nice piece to have um if you're a contending team. Like you said, there's no point in in the Pittsburgh Pirates having a really good closer at this point in in their rebuild. So I think Bednar is probably the guy that I would I would like to see them move more so than Keller I think Keller and you know despite his struggles he has a 7.04 ERA in the month of July and four starts he hasn't been as great um
1: as he was to start
0: the season now he's still an all-star this year and I saw him pitch in person in Milwaukee I wasn't super impressed uh he gave up four runs in in five innings that that start in Milwaukee and you know Milwaukee doesn't have a juggernaut of an offense by any means um but I'd rather keep Keller, despite his recent struggles. I think he can be a solid, you know, second or third starter behind Paul Skeens when when the Pirates get good. Bednar, yeah, I think you you can move on from him, um, and you know they could probably get a pretty damn good haul in return for Bednar, who's a highly coveted reliever with a few years of control left. Um, I, you know, I, I think plenty of teams that are contending. I I look at the Braves who have a ton of injuries in the back half of their bullpen right now might go out and say, we need a, another guy to throw in, in that bullpen. Bednar would be that kind of guy. So I think it makes more sense to move Bednar. I'm not so sure about Keller. Um, and, you know, there was talks with Keller before the season on how Pittsburgh was trying to extend him. Now that hasn't happened yet. So um, I think I, – I, I just think it's just smart.
1: I mean, you're not going anywhere. You might as well listen to every any offer. And it's just like I don't think the Pirates are planning on winning next year. And I mean by winning as in competing – I think they're two years away, and I think so too. So yeah. why not? Why why not just listen and, and just be smart? And if you get an offer that blows you away, just take it.
0: No, and I I, I, I think it's smart. I think it's smart to listen to offers and do your due diligence. And if you got a return or or a package that you really like, then yeah, jump on it. I I don't think they have to be married to Mitch Keller by any means, but I just think I maybe would if if the offer isn't you know drop dead like amazing, then maybe just hold on to them and you can maybe move them next year because. You know, if he continues to be good, and um, there there will be a market for him. But I agree. Like Pittsburgh is going to be pretty good soon. One, I I think once Tamar Johnson gets up, which I'm thinking it could be 24 or maybe even 25, that's when they're going to be legit contenders. And Skeens will be ready, you know, next year. I think Skeens will be up in in the back half of next season. And you know, we forget about O'Neill Cruz, but O'Neill Cruz is going to be back at some point as well. So got to keep, got to keep him in mind as well.
1: I'm just a big believer. When you're a rebuilding team, that there are no untouchables. You live in a world of no untouchables,
0: and that that's totally fair.
1: And that and, and 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 that's that's what Pittsburgh's doing. I think it's a very smart way to rebuild. So, it's just like they also see you see the landscape of that division. The only real team that sh- should be looking to be good next year that you can mark a stamp is probably Cincinnati, and then Milwaukee is, is this there. But are you inspired that they're going to be there next year? You don't know. You, you're more you're more you know willing to go bet that Cincinnati will be the class of that division so it's just like they're kind I mean, of betting and waiting for all the other teams to fall off and it just be a two-horse race which is smart it's just like why why go compete make it easier for yourself
0: I don't think Milwaukee is really losing anybody important next season so I think Milwaukee but, will be there
1: but are you gonna are you gonna be paying are they gonna pay Corbin Burns is Christian Yelich going to be Christian Yelich of Christian
0: Yelich? Well, yeah, Burns has another year of arbitration, and same with with uh, Woodruff Yelich. Yeah, he's been better this year, but I mean, he's locked up long term on on too much money. I think Milwaukee will be there since he'll be there. I think the Cubs are going to get better that you know they're going to spend money. The Cardinals won't be as bad as they are this year. I think this they're going to look at the season as a bit of an anomaly, and maybe try to retool at the deadline rather than like tear it down all the way. So, I mean. I, I think it's possible that the NL Central is a really solid division next year. You could have four good teams, and then Pittsburgh maybe being the odd man out. I don't know. I would give it a couple more years before I think Pittsburgh's contending.
1: I could see Pittsburgh being the second best team next year.
0: That's a really hot take. I mean,
1: I, I, I can really see it. I don't, I don't. I'm not inspired like Milwaukee. Like, oh, I. And this is one of the points I want to touch on. Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been awfully quiet. They haven't said a lot of things. There hasn't been a lot of reports coming out of Milwaukee. And I mean, you know, Yelich has been playing great, but uh, Sal Freelich is a really good looking rookie pause. And, you know, we might be looking back at the Sean Murphy, William Contreras trade as a, as a very big like win for, you know, Milwaukee, because Uh, William Contreras is really, really good. I've always been a fan of him in Atlanta and he is better defensively than his brother, and he has the bat of his brother, Wilson, who supposedly is on the trade block.
0: I mean, William Contreras is arguably the best defensive catcher in all of baseball. So, yeah, that trade was a win-win for Atlanta and Milwaukee, and I think you know Milwaukee's been obviously playing pretty solid baseball in the second half. Um, They lost to a three in Atlanta, but that's Atlanta. They've been dominating the Reds. They swept the Reds um, to start the second half, and then they beat them last night, and they're playing again right now. And
1: they're probably going to win because it's Corbin Burns start night. So yeah, they're
0: probably going to win. So I mean, there's a chance that Milwaukee ends up running away with this division this year, and you know Cincinnati theoretically could sneak in as a wild card. The, the NL wild card's a mess right now, but I mean, we could be looking at. I mean, it's possible that we could get a Milwaukee Atlanta NLCS. I, I wouldn't write that off because, as for as much as I don't like that lineup, the addition of Freelick makes it. If he can consistently, you know, if he can keep this up. I mean, he's only been up for like a few games, but if he can be a legit piece for them, all of a sudden you have like a respectable lineup and you have an elite rotation. If assuming Woodruff comes back looking like himself and you know pitching wins in October, they could make a run. I don't. There's no reason they can't. I, I like to see them.
1: I'd I like to see him get a a rental bat. I'd like to see Milwaukee get a CJ Crone.
0: I think they they absolutely need one more bat and. They have a decent enough farm. Obviously, you're not going to move like a Churio, um, but they could move, I don't know, like uh, uh, Mizorowski. He's a guy that's blown I, up. I, right like I
1: like him a blown lot. I like him a lot. up this year.
0: He could get a big name in return.
1: I, I like CJ currently in that lineup. I mean, when you have Sal Freelick, the thing is, one through 4 after the fourth, after four, it's just really a black hole in that lineup.
0: Yes. It is. It's, it's a bunch of, have, you know what I mean?
1: They have Sal Freelick hitting a uh, cleanup. I don't think that's what you want Sal Freelick doing. Because no. then it's Owen Miller, who's who's a utility guy. Ben Zobris Light, in my opinion, Mark the Light type of player who played it with the Guardians last year. They got uh, Monasterio, who I've never heard of till this year. And the <laughs> dude literally went like three for three last night. <laughs> He's just killing the Reds. Jesse Winker, who doesn't even start, he's literally Oops. like a bench bat. He's a platoon bat right now. And then Joey Wimmer is their other outfielder, who's a young guy who's just a straight power bat.
0: He has and one of the worst swings mechanically that I've seen at a big league level in a while.
1: Who I don't even know. Oh, and they have William Adames, who I mean, he's more of, like he's a good hitter, but like the numbers don't. He's really he's a power bat. You, I'd like to see him get like a a decent bat, like maybe a, I don't know. You can get contact. They can do both, depending on where what the vision is of that team. And like there hasn't been much out of Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, I know. I but they're always a team that kind of flies under the radar. I think they're gonna you know trust their pitching. They're, they're a team that's gonna trust their arms. They have Devin Williams at the back end of that bullpen, who you know we all know is an elite elite closer. So
1: hopefully he doesn't break his hand on the on the bullpen phone.
0: Hopefully he doesn't do that. Um so I don't know. I, I could see them being quiet, maybe going out and getting like an Andrew McCutcheon type bat. Um not necessarily Did him exactly, already? but like a, a a veteran bat, maybe like a Tommy fam, that would make sense. But I don't see them doing anything major.
1: Didn't he already play McCutcheon? Wasn't he yeah. on the Brooklyn? Yeah, was he there? was in yeah.
0: the Brewers recently, yeah. Oh that's bit, an interesting uh, great yeah. answer.
1: That'd be that's an interesting name to watch at the deadline if, if the Pirates are open to dealing with him. I mean, I kind of feel like they won't because he kind of went home in a sense. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all right, let's stop talking about small teams. We need to because the listeners are probably getting bored of us talking about Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. Um, the Dodgers have been, uh, there's a lot of leaks coming out of the Dodgers camp. That's something very interesting. I noted that two to three weeks before the deadline, there's a lot of leaks. The first leak we got was that. They're looking for starting pitching, and respectful, and like they need starting pitching because right now they're running out guys from Triple A, which I mean they're good prospects. Last night they ran Mitchell Grove. They've been running out Bobby Miller, uh, Ed Shaheen, or I don't know. I yep. want to call him Ed Sheeran for some reason.
0: Ed Sheeran, Ed yeah,
1: yeah, Ed Sheeran. He's. I mean, they're not bad looking pitchers, but they don't go deep. For example, Mitch, Mitchell Grove, Mitch Grove looked pretty good last night, and he went, but he went four and two. Two thirds, like that's not going to cut it. Uh, Clayton Kershaw right now, his rehab date got pushed as well because they want to work him up closer to his return date. Um, they only really have Julio Urias and Tony Goslin has they, and to, Him and Tony Goslin haven't been themselves. We don't know if Walker Bueller's coming back, and Noah Syndergaard's pitching right now in uh in the minors rehabbing, so they, they would necessarily need an arm.
0: And and, and PePio is on a minor league assignment right now as well. Not not necessarily like he was gonna be like one of their, their probably their fifth starter this season. I don't know necessarily think he's a guy you can rely on down the stretch in the postseason, but he is another arm to eat innings. And at, at the bare minimum, he could be a solid reliever um in the playoffs. So yeah, they're banged up. So they need to go they need to go out and get an arm. They already addressed the right handed bat issue this today, getting Kike Hernandez back from the Red Sox. His numbers have tanked this season.
1: they have been awful. I think I think I was reading Reddit today during uh, after work on the treadmill at the gym, and Red Sox fans and Dodgers fans were just so happy. Like Red Sox fans were just happy that he's off the team because he's just been really bad. His OPS has been awful. I think it's under like eighty or something like that. Under eighty or it's like sixty one something like that. OPS and, plus. Uh, yeah, OPS. Yeah, OPS plus. It's been awful, and um, the Dodgers are just happy to get him back. And like, that's a really good. Piece to get back because he is a utility guy. So Mookie could go back to the outfield. He doesn't have to play infield. I mean, he has been playing infield, but that's not his like natural position in the major leagues. And we need to have to have this competition for another pod, but Mookie should be higher in this MVP discussion. He is having a year that is flying so under the radar. Like, you make a mistake, he is taking you for a double or he's pulling the ball out to, uh, you know, for a homer.
0: Yeah, he's currently third in the National League in Fangraphs WAR at four point five. He's behind Acuna, who's at five point one, and actually his teammate Freddie Freeman, who's at four point nine. Yeah, Mookie's been putting together an, an insane season. He has twenty seven home runs, which is is not like him. He's not you know not known for being a home run hitter, but he you know he could hit 35, 35 home runs. I mean, if he got 28? to forty, that would be impressive at this point in the season, but. Twenty-seven, in, you know, July twenty-fifth is really impressive for Mookie. Yeah, he's been having a great season. But I, I do like, even if Kike isn't, you know, the Kike that he was when he was in his, you know, first stint with the Dodgers, he is a fan favorite. Maybe he'll be a little bit rejuvenated uh, back in Los Angeles, um, and he's feeling, or you know, he's going to be asked to do a lot less for the Dodgers than he was for the Red Sox. So I think he might thrive in that role. Um, better than he did in Boston. And yeah, he's going to take pressure off guys like Mookie Betts. So I, I actually kind of like that trade for, for the Dodgers. He's um, a veteran
1: leadership too. He, yeah. It's like, you're not bringing you got to think about, about a lot of these, about these trades. It's like, who are you bringing to your clubhouse? You're bringing a guy, a guy who's been in that clubhouse and knows a lot of the guys. So it's not going to rock the boat. You know, you're bringing in a proven veteran, you know? And Being they traded man,
0: like two minor league arms for him.
1: I mean, I guarantee you like, we'll be like, we'll trade it to one or two minor league arms and like five years. We'll be like, oh, that dude was like a part of the trade. Like there's always that one guy or a part of trades. Like I remember the C.C. Sabathia trade, the player to be named later was Michael Brantley for the Guardians. And then uh, when the Reds traded Dan Straley to the Marlins, then they got back Luis Castillo, player to be named later. It's always one of those guys that, that ends up doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's very interesting. They are linked with Giolito. I don't know if that's a good fit for him. I personally would not go for Giolito. I'm the Dodgers. I just don't think of an arm. I think they'd be a better Strowman fit. I don't know, because I think Strowman would enjoy that environment. Giolito is a local kid, so that is also something that pops in. into that, he pitched at, I think it was Harvard-Westlake. He was a part of the staff with Jack Flaherty and Max Freed. Which is a... which is absurd. Yeah. So I don't know. They are also, they also love Arenado, which I don't think, I think it's just like bullshit because I don't think you could, they could have, aff- I'm not saying they can't afford it, but I just don't think it's like logical.
0: That's one of those rumors that makes no sense. I mean, they're, again, they're, they're cleaning their books to go out and get Otani this offseason. Why would you take on but- Arenado's contract?
1: And it's not like Muncie's awful. Like, Muncie is a very good player. Yeah, his numbers don't look great, but he does what he needs to do. He's just that big bat in the middle of the lineup. He's that, like, thumper.
0: That he, he's, he's your bopper, right? He's your Giancarlo Stanton that's going to come in and hit a home run when, you know, you need him to. But, unfortunately, for the Yankees, the Yankees have, like, six of those in the lineup. You can only really get away with one. And he they do, you know, they have Muncie for that role.
1: Mm, so, yeah. So, I I'm, mean,
0: we we both think – the Dodgers need to go out and get another arm. I like the idea of Marcus Stroman. You could even get a Lance Lynn on a cheap deal. I think that can lead into the... That's a perfect
1: lead into the, to the to the Lance Lynn story that came out yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So so just to quickly, this is a quick story. Lance Lynn has a no-trade clause when he re-upped this offseason. And he has no-trade clause to pretty much every big market, every good team in Major League Baseball, he has a no-trade clause. He has a no-trade clause in San Diego, LA, San Francisco, St. Louis, New York. Both New York teams, the Angels, Seattle, Tampa, and Toronto. He
0: could now he could waive that protection if he was traded to to a certain contender. Uh, now he would probably want the team to you know that he's getting traded to to exercise his 8.5 million dollar team option for next season. Uh, now that's you know very unlikely considering he's 36 years old. He's aging. He hasn't looked great at all this season. You know the ERA is very high up there. Now he's been better of late. He had what like 16 strikeouts um, in, in, recently in a start. So he he's been turning it around. And you know he has a really good strikeout to walk ratio. So I'm sure there's a team that you know think they could bring him into their system and he could um, you know figure things out um, it, with with their new team. I think Miami is is a potential um lander or suitor for lynn
1: why would miami want more pitching that's the last thing you want man i mean hitters.
0: well the, the the issue with miami is all of their their starters are you know at well above their or well past their you know careers uh innings pitched numbers like and you know you had yuri perez who's back down in the minor leagues uh he's thrown more innings than he ever has in, in his career he's unlikely to play a role for them down the stretch uh, same with Jesus Lazardo, and Braxton Garrett. All their guys are logging, you know, career high innings and they've, you know, they've tanked, they desperately need arms at this point. And I know it seems like they have so many, um, but they're all kind of past their uh, tipping mm-hmm. point. It makes sense for the, the Marlins to trade for him. I mean, he was teammates with manager Skip Schumacher in St. Louis. And he also was teammates with John Jay in St. Louis, who's their first base coach now in Miami. So I mean, I think that's a move that would make sense. You could trade, you know, a couple of your minor league, maybe one big league arm to get Lance Lane if they want to go for it this season, which I'm not so sure how committed um, they are at this point, considering, you know, they've they've won what, like one game since the All-Star break. They've been, you know, the biggest disappointment of the second half so far. Yeah, they won one game. They got swept by the Orioles, swept by the Cardinals, uh, lost two of three at home against the Rockies. Just not a great start, and they're losing again to Tampa tonight. They're going to lose, so they're they're cratering. They're out of a playoff spot. I just
1: poor roster construction. If you know that you're running young arms, why don't you just run a six man rotation? Why don't you go out and get you know maybe that was Johnny Cueto, but bro, it's Johnny freaking Cueto. How old is he, bro? Like, Johnny Benqueto is, like, literally at the, at the point in his MLB career that he's just bouncing around teams. Yeah. Just trying to, like... He's bouncing know.
0: around teams so you could fill out him uh, for more quadrants of your immaculate grid. That's basically what he's doing at this point. Now, I, I don't think my counter would be... I don't think the, the Marlins thought they would be legit playoff contenders this season the way they are.
1: It's just That's just organizational mismanagement. That's what I'm saying. That's just organizational mismanagement. Like...
0: You don't want to run your your top prospect and Yuri Perez into the ground in his first season, and then you know his career never be the same. It's not like they're going to win the World Series this year, anyways. But I don't think. Don't want, I, don't I also don't think they thought Luis Arase was going to be as good as he has been this season.
1: You don't. You don't want to Matt, Matt Harvey him exactly. Exactly.
0: So, I think they kind of hit lightning. What's the phrase? Lightning and li- lightning in a pan. Lightning in a bottle. Lightning in a bottle. Lightning yeah. in a bottle. Uh, in the first half and. I mean, I think there's been a lot of regression in the second half that we probably could have seen coming. I don't necessarily know if they're gonna be go out and buy bye bye, but I think it would make sense for like a Lanceland. You can get him on a on a relatively respectable uh for for a relatively respectable package in return. I don't I don't think he's gonna, you know, take any top five prospects out of your system.
1: You wanna do rapid fire, a couple of rapid fire ones and go back to discussion just for like just for change for the listeners.
0: Yeah, let's do it
1: um tim anderson i got ta he's been heating up i you know i had I, I, I told him i'm sorry you know you know how that meme's like i'm sorry
0: <laughs> no but you gotta you gotta do more description here so there's a meme on twitter where this
1: guy he's at court and he's singing to the judge i'm sorry
0: oh yeah yeah i've seen yes I've yeah, seen i
1: brought T- i brought ta back on my team he's hitting 300 right now over 300 in the past 15 um, and he's likely to move at the deadline. Please, 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 Yankees, please trade for him. Please freaking trade for him. If the Yankees trade for TA and the next guy I'm about to say, I will be so unbearable on this podcast that the listeners will probably call me the biggest homer when I'm not even a fan of this team.
0: Well, the only, issue with, TA, be- the only issue with TA is can he be in a clubhouse with Josh Donaldson? Now, Josh Donaldson there. Team. He's not there. He's on the IL, bro. They booted
1: his ass to Florida, man, to the, to the, trip, to the spring right. training. Guys. Bro, it, it ain't no
0: problem. What that was my that? next point is Josh Donaldson's probably not going to play again this year, so that might not be a problem anymore. Now, again, what type of confidence? That would be a confident or, or demoralizing move for Anthony Volpe, who obviously the Yankees are putting a ton of stock into. So I don't necessarily think T.A. is going to go to the Yankees. It's
1: only it's only a one-year deal, man. T.A. just builds his stock up, and then he goes and gets the bag. T.A. is going to be a bagger in the office and watch. Just watch, and bro, imagine a middle infield of Glaber Torres and TA. Can you imagine that combination running double plays?
0: Well, Glaber is turns double plays slower than any major league player I've ever seen. What about what about mean, Boston? I think Boston would make sense for TA.
1: Nah, man, no, I can't see. I don't. Please don't stop. Stop, T, bro. TA and Boston doesn't work, man.
0: It's it's Yankees or bust for you.
1: I mean, it's. I was gonna say LA, but LA doesn't make sense because we're thinking contending teams. LA has Miguel Rojas, and they just redid his deal. Um, the Giants could be a, a, an intriguing fit. The thing is, the Giants just lost six straight, so I don't, I don't know. I think you know. There's only certain teams that would go for him.
0: All right, that's my next. Thought. That's rapid fire. TA is gonna get moved, and you're excited. Uh, next,
1: yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Texas is looking at Cody Bellinger. I think Texas is a big sleeper. I think Texas is cratering right now. I think they need to make a move to revitalize that clubhouse. They need a bat, a pitcher. They need they need one of everything. I think. Well,
0: Texas isn't cratering. They've come out, out of the All Star break super hot. Swept Cleveland. Yeah, Swept Tampa. Lost two of three to LA, and they lost to Houston last night. But they're not cratering. They, they. That
1: Houston loss. That Houston loss was a bad loss. They need. They need it. They need it. They only. They need it. I'm cratering in the fact that you need to hold back Houston. Houston's getting hot, man.
0: Houston I think Texas. I think Texas needs another reliever more than they need another bat.
1: That's what I'm saying. I think they need one of everything. That's what I'm saying. They need one of everything, and they're I, Cody Bellinger. Man, I'm just saying,
0: yeah, Houston's coming. Houston's coming. But you want Cody in New York too. You want Cody on the Yankees too in that short. I, I
1: do. I do. Could you imagine, bro? Could you imagine the lineups of Cody with T. A. with Giancarlo and Judge and Beta Judge is taking live swings. Bro, that
0: – I mean, oh. Cody Bellinger, I don't know if the Cubs are going to get a, a return that satisfies them. I mean, he has been back to his I saw, self.
1: I saw his swing. I saw him play Sunday against um, against the Cardinals, and, man, his swing is back. Like, his swing he, – he had one of those swings that he used to do too much and his hands were high and he had to drop the hands down. It looks fluid this year. It looks really good. He's back. And he's a difference maker. You go and give that man whatever prospects you want, except for Jason Dominguez, Volpe, and Peraza, and you just call it a day. You give him a deal. He knows how to be a Yankee. His dad was a Yankee. So just do it.
0: Played in L.A. He, he He's played in big markets.
1: You, you got to do it, man. He can play left. He can play first. You can just jettison Rizzo. You know, screw it. Just jettison Rizzo. Be like, screw it, man. Just
0: Whatever. <laughs> Jettison. Rizzo. I know it's
1: not gonna be. I know the Gabagool and the Italian Yankee fans won't love Rizzo getting jettisoned, but man,
0: why would Rizzo get jettisoned if we get another outfielder? He can play first base.
1: He uh, played first base. In, he played first base in L.A. when he when he came up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he he would play out. He'd probably play left field for us. But you need that. You need that. And he's, and he's a great defender. I, so why not? I would love the move. I think this is a perfect example of. A team signing a guy on a flyer a year, if he has a good season, you move him at the deadline. If he's bad, then he's on a one-year deal and it doesn't matter. So I think the Cubs absolutely have to take advantage of just how great to. of a season Bellinger's had and move him. They have to. I think they have to. They don't necessarily have to move Stroman because, I mean, you can talk yourself into him trying to resign with the Cubs because he, he seems to really want to stay in Chicago, but you have to move Bellinger.
1: What's the deal with Stroman?
0: What's the deal with Stroman? I think I, I think Stroman wants to stay in Chicago. He's been adamant about that, and he wants the extension in Chicago. Will he get it? I don't know. I think they. I think my gut feeling tells me that they're going to move him, but the, yo, I could see man, both yo, sides. You what? got the
1: player option. That's the thing. That's the thing you got the player option. Well,
0: he's he's not going to take that player option unless he gets injured. He has the, the injury protection. If he gets hurt, he can opt into that twenty one point five. But if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to make more than that.
1: I just hope. I just hope the Cubs just trade Ballinger. Just trade him to trade him to a contender. I want to see him play October baseball. That's that's yeah. what I want to see. I mean, anywhere, today, but, anywhere but Houston.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anywhere but Houston. I think on the Stroman piece, that the fact that he has that twenty one point five million dollar play option next year is, if you're, is a cause for concern. If you're trading for the guy, you know that might diminish his value because if you're trading for him. And you know he pitches a few starts in August and then gets hurt, a la Frankie Montas, then you're screwed. He's going to opt into that player option and you're stuck with that money next year. And you know while he's riding out whatever injury he has, this is the same reason that the the Giants didn't move Carlos Rodon last offseason, or sorry at, at the deadline last year. So just keep tabs on that uh, with Stroman. I think Bellinger is much more likely to move than than Marcus Stroman at the deadline. All right, next. All right.
1: Back to rapid fire. Um, the Guardians are searching for a complimentary bat and a starting pitcher. I don't
0: uh, know. I don't care about How the are
1: they do that. I say good luck with that. I don't know what a complimentary bat is. I
0: mean, they need. They they're not. They're just. I mean, yeah, they just won two or three against Philly, but they got swept by Texas, um, and and they lost to Kansas City last night. And you know, we mentioned it earlier, but Minnesota's playing really good ball. Cleveland's four back right now. I think. I think we could see Minnesota run away with that division. They're the only team with a positive run differential. They're finally, you know, six games over 500, which ties a a season high for them. Uh, They're they're playing good ball. They won four straight. They've won eight of two, or sorry, uh, eight of ten, and they're winning again tonight against um, against the the Mariners five two in the fifth. So I I think Minnesota is going to run away with that division. I don't think I think Cleveland should hold hold firm. Maybe move a guy. You're not going to move Bieber because he's hurt. But, yeah, I just – I I don't think they should buy next. Yeah, I
1: don't I, don't, I just don't see it. Uh, Twins, since we're on the topic, they're looking for a right-handed bat and some bullpen help. They're a very lefty, lefty-driven lefty lineup. Uh, looking for a righty and some bullpen help. Mainly they're looking for more end-of-game options and more middle-innings middle options. So, yeah, I can see them making a small move. I just don't know what right-handed bat would fit. I, I can see them going to the Rockies. And doing a, a deal with the Rockies. You Rockies
0: love school. you love your C.J. Krohn deal. You love your Randall Gorchick deal. I think Benar would. I, I, I don't
1: think I don't think C.J. Krohn's the right fit out there in, in Minnesota. Who runs first base out there? Actually, C.J. Krohn would fit. What are you talking about? They don't got
0: no first baseman.
1: Yeah, put C.J. Krohn in Minnesota, man. Put C.J. Krohn. I just don't. I just don't see the outfield fit because they got Kirloff. He, he was the AL player of the week this week. Yeah, he's he their first baseman. Oh, he can play outfield. And then they also had uh Joey Gallo's not hitting that well. B- Buxton,
0: I mean they need a bat. They they, need, they a bat. need a bat. And they 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 do need a back half uh, of the bullpen kind of guy. Griffin Jacks blew a save last night. I think Bennar makes a lot of sense here. Or like I don't I don't necessarily think you know two of the top relievers, uh you got Scott Barlow and uh Jason Foley from Minnesota and KC. Minnesota has the disadvantage of the fact that they're in their division, so less likely to move to a division rival. Um But I think Bednar would make sense for, um, for the Twins. Another arm, another arm that's drawing interest, um, is Sam Mole from the A's. He's a left-handed reliever. Uh, He dominates lefties. Lefties have a 5.36 OPS against him. Not as good against righties. And but he's only earning 725K and he has four more years of club control. So smaller name, but that's a guy that would kind of make sense in Minnesota. Just another solid reliever that's kind of a lefty specialist you could use in the playoffs. Um
1: that would that's that would be such an LA or New York move, just trading for like some little small guy that like last year it was F Nobody was on nobody's radar and then he pitched great until he just blew his arm out, you know. Well, That'd two years ago,
0: a, two years ago it was Clay Holmes, and that turned out really well for the Yankees. So that, that's what I'm saying. It'd be such a
1: it'd be such an LA, New York, maybe even Houston or Tampa. Like there was always that little move that they make that is like, oh wow, like Jose Siri, look at Jose Siri.
0: And we know we know Houston needs arms in that pen.
1: They don't have lefties. They don't have lefties. The only thing is it's in it's an in
0: division. So Can I tell you a move that I love that happened? Which one? The Orioles getting uh Fujinami from the A's. Bro, the A's are literally
1: open for business, bro. And I love how the A's, I love how the A's opened up the trade bananas. They're like, bro, we may not win games, but we're just gonna be open for business, man. Just go for it.
0: And don't look at the the full season numbers for Fujinami. You know he started out as a starter this year and it wasn't working. First year coming over from Japan, the A's moved him to the pin and he's been pretty lights out since they've done that. He's a guy that can you know hit hundred consistently, um, and he's pitching right now for the Orioles. He he can he can give you two to three innings of long relief. Um, he's pitching some some clutch innings for the for the Orioles against the Phillies right now. The first place Orioles. Um, I think the Orioles. We know they need starting pitching. Their their starting rotation is is cheeks. If if I have to be honest, what if the Orioles pivoted and said, "We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to be like the the early to mid 2000s 2010 Royals, and we're just gonna keep a loaded pen. Obviously, you have Cano and Bautista at the back end. We got Fujinami. We're gonna go out and we're just gonna try to shorten games, and we're gonna we're gonna um, just go for relievers <laughs> instead of starters.
1: And then athletes that
0: run the
1: return. bases. Athletes that run the bases. You forgot that Royals team had athletes. They did Terrence Gordon, Jared Dyson, Lorenzo Kane, Alex Gordon, all really good, respectable athletes. And, so,
0: and I was talking yeah. my my boss uh as I transition over to the BP account is from Casey, big uh big Royals guy. So I was chatting to him today in the office about those. Mid 2010 Royals team Now he's a depressed Royals fan right now. We were talking about Frank Mazzucato our favorite, uh podcast favorite. How we were to basically talking about how they botched the the past five to six drafts. Asa Lacey, Daniel Lynch. None of these guys have panned out for him.
1: Blake Mitchell.
0: That was this year. I mean, give it some time.
1: <laughs> Bro, Blake Mitchell was an underslide, deal, I believe so this year. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. So I mean, all right. Um, next team I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Rockies. I feel the Rockies hold a lot of cards in this trade with uh, Randall Grichik, CJ Crone, pro Profar. They also got some arms in Brent Suter and Brad Hand. So CJ Crone's a pending free agent, but he's starting to heat up. Problem is he's hurt right now. He has back tightness. He sat Saturday. He sat some Sunday and Saturday's games. Uh, Randall Gritchick is linked with the Yankees. He played for the. He has a little bit of AL East experience playing for Toronto. That was one of the uh immaculate grid ones from I believe it was Friday. And then Brad Hand's been all over the place. And then Brent Suter, just two good reliever arms. And then Jerkson Profar, another utility guy. Kind of hot and cold, just an inconsistent player, but I believe in the right place he can he can strike fire. What do you think?
0: Don't love any of those names, per se. I mean I do not
1: love CJ Crone.
0: Why? You love CJ Crone. You you I mean, these guys do hit in course field. You have to remember that part. But 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 CJ Crowe was a beast
1: also in with the Angels.
0: I'm just um, I don't know. I'm not like falling head over heels. The one guy I would like is is their reliever. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. Which one? The closer? No, he's a mid reliever. Oh um, well, Pierce Johnson. He just got he, traded. Pierce John. No, no 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 not Pierce Johnson. Um,
1: Pierce Johnson with the Atlanta. Justin I Lawrence. Has- I
0: really like Justin Lawrence.
1: Oh J Law. Yeah. Not 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 the actress. Pause.
0: Yeah, J- Justin Lawrence. He's got 2.470 two four seven this year and in, in forty three appearances, one point zero six WHIP. Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily think he's going to be a guy that they move just because they need good arms when they have them. Pierce Johnson. Yeah, the Braves picked up two guys, um, two relievers that you know were.
1: Hey, Braves doing Braves moves, picking up the pen, just giving up scraps for relievers, man.
0: No, I, I think never it's. Played, but... I think it's an underrated aspect that of, of the season that no one's talking about right now. Um, the Braves haven't been playing great ball in the second half, and their pen is, is depleted.
1: Their pen is atrocious. That's 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 the one thing that holds me back from the Braves. They're pitching, I, I don't trust like, yeah, they've done it in the postseason, but I don't trust anybody in their starting pitching, and I don't trust anybody in that bullpen. Like, I don't, I just simply don't. Like, don't, yeah, Max Fried is good, and I like Freed, and I like Strider. Problem is, Strider hasn't looked that hot, and then Freed, you know, is hurt, and
0: then Wright. Is hurt. Yeah, freed and freed had a bad start in the playoffs last season. So yeah. So I you're think- really just
1: hoping on Charlie Morton just to take you to the playoffs.
0: And we and we know bats can come and go in October. So you, you I'd rather be relying on elite level pitching than elite level hitting in, in the postseason. Bats can go cold. It happens.
1: Oh, it happens. Look, that's what happened with that last year. And look what bats got hot. Houston, uh Philadelphia's bats got hot too, which is crazy that we haven't heard anything about Philadelphia. Them doing, I mean, the Craig Kimbrell experience is something to that, you know. You I told you, I told you about Craig Kimbrell.
0: Yeah, it's, I recommend picking really, him up. I do, I do.
1: It's 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 literally the Craig Kimbrell experience, but yeah, I no, it's it's Atlanta just making smart moves, just going for pen help. You can never have too many, you know, arms back there. You always want to have options. That's what I love about the Giants. Those giants that 100, uh what was it, 110-win Giants team? That they had like a bunch of specialists. Every arm that, that came out of that pen had a different arm slot and a different, like, category of pitches that you as a hitter just had to, like, study up, you know? Yep. Uh, next team, uh, San Diego, we don't know what they're doing. Nobody knows what San Diego's doing. There's reports saying that Hater and Snell may move, and there's others saying that they won't. So nobody knows.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to – I think they're going to ride it out this year. They're only six back in the wild card. They've been playing better ball in the second half. Now they've lost two straight um, against Pittsburgh and Detroit, Uh, but hopefully they can get right against Pittsburgh for the second half of the series. And um, I mean, they took two of three in Toronto. So I, I I think San Diego might try to talk themselves into the fact that they can still make the playoffs this year. I think they have the talent, the bats are gonna come along eventually. You're having a really good Blake Snell season. I think if you were to move,
1: Hyun Kim hype, Hyun Kim hype. Don't forget
0: about that guy. Man. Yeah, he's like a 5.0 WAR at this point, which is crazy. He's and good. I think, yeah, he's good. I think you're more likely to move Snell than Hater. I think moving Snell makes more sense than moving Hater. Obviously,
1: you mean you mean Snell and Sanchez?
0: <laughs> they're a package deal. Snell and Sanchez. Gary's coming back to the Yankees. The Yankees need a catcher and a pitcher, so. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. I mean, the Yankees do need a catcher. There's also Salvi rumors to the Yankees. I don't know how much I, I, I buy stock into
0: that. Yeah, I was talking to my boss today, and he was like, "He, the, the Royals never trade their guys. They hold on to them for too long, and then they have no value when they want to move. Them. Like Alex Gordon, they got nothing in return for Alex Gordon. Same shit with Salvador Perez. I honestly same think the Royals are going to. Hold- same shit with Hosmer. I, I think the Royals are going to hold on to Salvador Perez. All right, uh, what else we got? Stroman, we talked about that. We talked about Mole. I, I feel like we... Uh, we, haven't,
1: we haven't talked about uh, San Francisco. San Francisco's looking for significant upgrades at shortstop and starting pitching, but they've lost six straight. They just got their crap kicked in this weekend by the Nationals.
0: Yes, I... That
1: is a team that's been also very quiet that we haven't heard anybody talk about Nationals players. And Nationals do have some quality bats. They do. And it's not like... They're very bad, but they do have quality. It's not like the A's that are bad and have nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Heimer Candelario, uh, Lane Thomas, two two names that come to mind. I think I think the Giants back to the Giants. I think the Giants are gonna go out and buy. They're they're still in a wild card spot in the season. They're in the thick of that race. So why not go out? And they're a huge market. They're a team that's known to spend money, known to go for it. I think I think the Giants will go for it. I think TA makes a lot of sense there. I do.
1: Yeah, that's what I say. T A. T A does make sense there. You know. Then what else? Nobody knows what the White Sox are doing.
0: I think they're selling all the way.
1: Michael Lorenzen's drawn interest from the Rays and the Astros. Please, God, no, because I know his spin rates will go crazy, and he's already a ground ball pitcher. Could you imagine him going to one of those teams?
0: Yeah, that's why I picked him up in fantasy, because I know that the, the Tigers are going to move him to a legit team, and he's been really no,
1: good. No, I'm just saying the Rays and the Astros at the RPMs. Yes. Just like yeah. imagine like what they're gonna do with with his stuff. Like we had this conversation at the office the other day with one of the patients, uh, the same patient I was talking about Shohei with. He was like, "Yeah, bro, just watch the we. We're both like, yeah, the Rays are gonna get some dude, and his RPMs are gonna go through the roof with his curveballs and whatnot."
0: So I, yeah, I just got a notification from ESPN that the Yankees are have, have interest in Bellinger and Lynn wants to play for a contender. So
1: bro cashman make the call make the call <laughs> go get bellinger and go get tia i'm telling you right now if it happens i will be so unbearable i'm telling you you think i'm already unbearable enough with lebron oh my god i will be so unbearable we are going to be putting up pennants in, in july
0: so apparently there are half a dozen scouts at guaranteed rate to start the game tonight between cubs socks uh the yankees top scouts from the Yankees were there uh, to watch Cody Bellinger play. Um, Same personnel that scouted Anthony Rizzo before the Yankees traded for him in 2021 Cubs starter on Tuesday. Kyle Hendricks is not expected to be moved at the deadline. According to sources, Uh, Lance Lynn is going to start on Wednesday and apparently he wants another shot at the playoffs. Um, His splits suggest he pitches against righty. Uh, He, his splits suggest he pitches against the righty dominant blue Jays or Yankees rather than, for them, one uh scout opined. Uh, Texas is not out of the question. Los Angeles or San Francisco are possible as well. So uh that's some some buzz. The Yankees Lynn. could be in on Bellinger. Lynn wants a contender.
1: Lynn, Lynn, Lynn in Texas makes so much sense. That's so I think that's the match right there. I think we've got mm-hmm. a match.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Uh you want to do also- some
1: That's also, we have to also, there's one more thing we have to talk about. The two or three more things. That's also very interesting about, um, you also have to keep in mind, there's like, it happens in a lot of sports, but I see a lot in baseball. Teams, there's GMs, there's like a GMs that like trading with each other. Like the Yankees and Cubs are very frequent trade partners. Yeah. You do have to keep in mind. And so like that's also the other thing too, they know their farm well since they just traded for last year. So you know, yep. Yankees and uh, Yankees F-Ross and Dodgers trade. Yankees and Dodgers, uh there's Frosty's a the Rizzo trade. They also made the Chapman trade, the yep. Chapman Gleibers trade. So it's just like don't you know, yeah. Texas could have the better farm system, but Chicago and New York have that better relationship. Because it's also a relationships thing, you know. Yeah. Hey, I could hate yeah. the crap out of that GM and I don't want to see him win. Hey, ship him to New York. It's a good point. You know, yeah. Egos, egos are involved, and you know, Dodgers also have really good relationships with the uh with the A's. They're very frequent trade partners. I've seen them make a lot of trades in the past. So the Braves know, have good
0: don't... relationships with
1: everybody, apparently. No, the the Braves just fleece everybody. Let's just get that straight. And Antropolis, man. I bro, if I ever die, I hope he's still my organs, man. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I want my kids to be rich. So, Antropolis, please. I hope you're alive to sell my organs so my kids can be rich.
0: <laughs> All right. You want to do some some predictions before we hop off? Quick two things quick. Uh, Bieber was placed on
1: the 60, so he's not getting moved. Yeah. Uh, and then Jonathan India, there's buzz that he's gotten um, moved. But, um, but the whole Reds clubhouse came out this morning and just absolutely just shattered that um, – They just absolutely just shattered that report and like, bro, don't trade him. Even though he's been having a down year, they're just like, nah, man. But it's crazy because the Reds do have a log jam in the middle infield with Ellie Steer, McLean. No problem. Marte's actually hitting over three hundred in AAA right now, so it's not out of the question that we see him. And Carnacion Strand, and Carnacion Strand, they're playing infielders in the outfield right now. Like the Reds have too much young talent right now. They also have Vado. It's
0: literally like. I mean, there's no, such, there's no such thing as too much young talent. Not all they're these looking, guys are going to
1: pan out. They're looking for young – well, how many guys haven't panned out at this point?
0: Like, India's the it's only one
1: that's the sure thing, and he's been the worst one out of the whole bunch.
0: Yeah, it, I think it's too early. And apparently they want a young, controllable pitching arm. Obviously, pitching arm. Uh, in <clears throat> <Yeah. clears throat> Dylan Cease. But they have that. And also, wait, wait, I wait, think – they don't have the own Cs. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I think India, his value has been diminished this season because his, he's so bad defensively. He's 30th in defensive runs saved for second uh, second baseman, 34th in outs above average at uh, this season. And you know, as teams place more of an emphasis on middle infield defense uh, with the banning of the shift this year, that kind of hurts his value. So I I don't like that report coming out if I'm a Reds fan. Because I, I think that's the kind of guy you want to keep on your team moving forward.
1: That's probably that's probably Reds management throwing out that, that flyer to see if they get anybody to bite. And supposedly the White Sox are interested. But uh
0: Well, it's like the Pirates floating out Bednar and Keller, but the Reds are actually in, in the thick of the playoff hunt. They're in firm control of the wildcard spot right now. So I, I just don't I don't get that. I think they should ride out what they got this season and, and see what happens. All right, prediction time. DraftKings has some odds for a few players um, this year for the trade deadline, uh, where they throw their next pitch or where they take their next at bat, uh, which team? So we're going to start. You're going to, you know, I'll list the player. You give me your prediction, um, and I'll give mine. Blake Snell. Blake Snell is the first guy. He's minus one hundred and sixty to stay with the Padres. Who? Where do you think he goes?
1: I think he stays. I think the Padres just don't do anything.
0: I agree. I think the Padres are going to stand pat and ride it out. Cody Bellinger, uh, he's favored to stay with the Cubs at plus 350, but you also got the Phillies at plus 450, the Yankees at plus 450, the Astros at plus 800. What you got?
1: I got him moving um, definitely somewhere. Uh, right now it's too early to tell because we can see the Yankees. Depends. On, I think the Yankees are saying that they could be sellers or not doing anything. It depends on these next couple of games in the Subway Series.
0: And we're getting killed right now. I'm going to say Houston as much as I hate that.
1: Oh, please, no. Please, no. I think I'd take a day off from the podcast. <laughs> uh,
0: you got Eduardo
1: Rodriguez. I mean, nobody's going to take that contract on, man. Four years, 77, and the way he's pitching, been very inconsistent. He hasn't been the same pitcher after his pendant uh, uh, injury in his finger.
0: Yeah, so, and no. I'm going to go with stay as well. That's plus 450. That's actually some good odds on that one. I think he's going to stay there. Uh, Jordan Montgomery. He didn't talk much about the Cardinals today, but he's plus four fifty to go to the Dodgers, plus five hundred to the Astros, plus five hundred for the Orioles, plus eight hundred to the Rays. I'm yeah, gonna... I can
1: see Montgomery, I can see Montgomery moving. I don't think LA is a spot though. I think he's one of those Rays pitchers. Not gonna lie. Okay, the Rays or Orioles?
0: I think I, I'm going to say he 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 goes to Texas at plus nine hundred. I, I like Montgomery going to Texas. I think that makes some sense. Josh Hader is another Padre. I think he stays in San Diego.
1: Yeah, we, but yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Verlander. We didn't talk about the Mets, but I don't love any other trade pieces. He's minus two hundred to stay with the Mets, and I think he does. What about you? Uh,
1: who Sergio and Verlander? They're both staying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Verlander's a little.
1: Verlander's Verlander's already throwing the little bitch fit that he doesn't want to move. Of course, you don't want to move, man. Your wife's probably telling you to stay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lucas Giolito is plus 200 to go to the Dodgers plus 400 to go to the Astros plus 600 to the Rangers plus 900 to the Orioles and plus 1800 to stay with the White Sox. So D- DK is gone. Give me none of those. Give me the Arizona Diamondbacks for G.L. Ooh, that's plus 1800. I like that one.
1: I'd sprinkle some money on that one. They're, they're linked. They got a good farm. Uh They're out of the vision. Uh, so yeah, Reinsdorf, you know how Reinsdorf works. He wants to sell players, send players to the, the inferno. So, hey, send them to the literal inferno. That is Arizona.
0: <laughs> That's a, it's a, they've been playing bad ball. They've lost five straight and two of eight in their last 10. Stroman, uh, plus three but mean, Astros. But
1: I mean, that is a building block for them. You, you end up giving them some money. Arizona is a desirable spot in the offseason, it's close to LA. You know, then you'd have a one, two, three of Gallon, Giolito, and Merrill Kelly. That's for a four 0 3 three. You're yeah. cooking with something there. You're cooking.
0: Yeah. You got Strowman, uh, plus three eighty to go to the Astros, plus four twenty-five to stay with the Cubbies, plus five fifty to go to the Rangers, plus seven hundred to go to the Dodgers. I think he stays in Chicago. I ultimately think that player option kind of hampers his value and he stays.
1: I think he's a big I think he's a big team guy. So I, I couldn't see him in, in Houston. He's a big market type of guy. He, he enjoys that. He enjoys the New Yorks, the Toronto's, the, uh, that I could see him stay opt out and go to Boston.
0: Okay. Of Interesting.
1: I can I- see that. I can see that. I, I, I want to see him move because I, I want to see him play postseason. That wouldn't help his value out, but it's just like, what are you going to get in return for him? It's like, one are the things that you're not going to get true value back? Like Bellinger, you're not going to get true value back.
0: Yeah. Okay. Next up, we got Otani. He's minus two fifty to stay with the Angels. I think that's a lock. I, I don't. I would actually, if if you're listening to this, I would go and obliterate that. the The Angels just beat the Tigers tonight, and they they're playing good ball at the deadline. I don't think there's any chance they move Otani in now. At this point,
1: I don't think there's a trade that is doing I've been on the no no trade Otani. So it's this is all fabricated. This is all freaking fabricated. It's just to sell papers, and it's he's not moving.
0: I agree. Uh, and then the it's last... Like, one. It's like, are you
1: trading Michael Jordan? Are you trading Michael Jordan?
0: No. Okay, there you go. Last one. Tim Anderson, plus 180 to stay with the White Sox, plus 330 to go to the Brewers, plus 700 Dodgers, no, plus plus seven to the team, and plus 750 Giants. No,
1: no, no, not, not the Brewers. Please, not the Brewers. I, I, I think if Cody Bellinger ends up in Houston and T.A. ends up in Milwaukee... We may have to do a podcast funeral for me. (laughs) I might have to be lowered in for for the podcast. I I don't know how I would be able to do a post deadline podcast. That is like literally me, like rooting for the devil. I cannot. I cannot. That is not feasible. (laughs) So where do you think he goes? I want to see him on the Yankees, but I think San Francisco makes a lot of sense. You're not going to be giving a lot of prospects up. The only thing is, I don't think he fits that
0: timeline because he's a little bit older. They're in it this season, though.
1: Yeah, but you do have to pay him. And do you want, is San Francisco going to be open to paying him long term?
0: Also, sorry. I, I think it's going to, I think he's going to go to San Francisco. I said that the Tigers beat the Angels, and I just said that assuming because the Angels were winning by four runs in the bottom of the ninth. But Carlos Estevez blew a save, and it's an in extra innings right now, 7 6.
1: Thank God. Carlos Estevez blew a save. That's minus one point for Doring's team. Thank God. Josh Doring is back on his his closer BS. He has every single closer now. And I saw he was tied with me in saves. I literally drafted Presley and Class A to avoid Doring seeing him with saves. Because I had PTSD from the finals last year. I don't want him anywhere close near the saves category. And, of course.
0: Yeah, so – that, that happened, but they're they're up 7-6 right now. Uh, Moniac hit a double, so they might pull it out anyway. Um, but like that's that all we got. Anything, I mean, you got anything else?
1: Nah, man. It is what it is, man. Good baseball, man.
0: It is baseball. That was a fun one. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. That was you know fun to go through all the rumors, make some predictions, and we'll be back next week probably post-deadline for a uh, reaction podcast giving all of our thoughts to all the deals that are going to go down. Um, between now and next Tuesday's deadline. You got any final words before we say goodbye to the listeners tonight?
1: Uh, please. If 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 Tim Anderson and Cody Ballinger end up on the Brewers
0: and the Astros, we're going to have to do something special for the pod. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know
1: how I will be able to do a podcast, man. That would just break me.
0: Well we'll stay tuned for that. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with TA deadline. is probably the player I'm most excited about seeing. So uh stay tuned on that. Uh stay tuned, another pod dropping later this week as well. So um no no spoilers, but it's gonna be a fun one. Um and thank you guys for for listening to is this. It a,
1: is it, it, it an Oppenheimer versus Barbie pod with Armand?
0: No. Uh no, it's not. Okay. Uh yeah. Uh thank you everyone for listening and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out.